0: Life is a winding road. No telling where it goes. Driving through days and nights, won't stop for traffic lights. And I,
1: I really wanna know, really wanna know. Alright, we are here for another episode of Successful The Ag. I am your host, Maria Daniels, and today I have guest Shane Eastman. With me, he's going to be talking to you all a little bit about homeschooling, a little bit about um, some resources that if you're a homeschooler or maybe you're thinking about homeschooling or maybe you're just curious to find out what all he's doing. He's going to be bringing you some great information on that. We're also going to be talking a little bit about not sweating the small stuff. Um, I think that's a great thing, no matter if you're a homeschooler or you're an entrepreneur or an employee or whatever. Don't sweat the small stuff, life's too short, right? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and let Shane jump in and introduce himself and let you all get to know him a little bit.
0: Awesome, thank you so much for having us uh, on today and just very excited about the opportunity to share uh, what all we have going on and how we can hopefully make people's lives a lot easier. Um Eventually, you know, here on July 23rd, we are launching a platform for people that might relieve a lot of stress for a lot of people that are considering homeschooling uh, for their family. Uh, we are launching a platform, called Owl Home Education Network. Um, basically, it's a platform like Angie's List, but instead of introducing contractors and homeowners, we are gonna introduce parents and students with educational providers to maybe help out in either the subjects that you're weak in, or let's say you have two strong individual incomes and neither one of you can afford to stay home and homeschool your child, but you love the value of what that offers for that individualized uh, coaching and training for your kids. uh, We will be able to match you up with people like that. Kind of interesting on how we got to here is essentially, my wife and i decided that we were going to homeschool our girls you know at the launch of covid you know we we're they're were at the age like okay let's to go to school we always like the idea of homeschooling just because of we've both been introduced to people that have uh been raised in a homeschool environment and they always just seemed very well put together uh contrary to what the public might have you think and um so when it came time to, okay, do we send our kids to school with all these rules and regulations and wearing masks and so forth, and just felt that it's like there's just no way for a child to go to school. We just kind of pulled the trigger and started homeschooling. And when a, a very skeptical friend of ours um, introduced to us to a program they were gonna use and for them to say, be so excited about it, we really looked into it and we decided that's what we're going to do. And fortunately we had them help us and introduce us to that program. And uh, so long story short, we got into homeschooling and I am part of a mastermind group. And in that mastermind group is another person who has over 26 years of experience homeschooling, has six very successful children, uh, engineers, lawyers, and all successful business owners in their own right. So uh, she came to me and said, I have this idea. (laughs) And um, but I don't know how to make it happen. And she came to me because she knew that with my background of I have a digital agency um, and several online platforms uh, that were working. And uh, so she's like, "I, I want you to help me with this. And I just I knew right away, yes, that I wanted to do this. And it's, uh, very exciting. Uh, the potential is unbelievable. Uh, and it's kind of morphed into all things homeschool. It's going to be a central hub for people to go to. It's a resource to, Hey, you have questions about a curriculum. Hey, my child has autism. What sh- how should I, you know, teach or work with my child as far as education wise goes or you know, my child has ADHD and um, is there anybody can help me with ideas on how to have a successful homeschool career? And uh, so there's gonna be forums and discussions and reviews and for people to just openly talk and help each other out in this community. And if you're, and it's an opportunity also too, to connect with people that are close by so you can have that community. And help each other out and just you know have the interaction and you know that's the big thing about socialization you know people always talk about oh your kids aren't socialized It's like what you live under a rock (laughs) so but uh no there's just ways for people to get together and do different things and so forth so that's kind of what we're working on we're very excited about that and it's going to be in a way that it really takes the stress out of making this move in this transition, because ultimately at the end of the day, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, you're raising yeah. your kids anyway, already just teaching them how to, you know, exist is not that difficult. I, well, first of all,
1: I do homeschool. So a lot of my listeners know that I do homeschool. And like mm-hmm. I was sharing with you before we went live, I homeschooled back several years ago. And it did not go well. <laughs> not go well. Um, but in my defense, I had not been, ever been exposed to homeschooling ever. I went to a public school growing up. I knew nobody that was homeschooled. We ended up trying to homeschool our children. I have seven children. Um, at the time, there was uh, they were in a a school, and I pulled them out of school to homeschool them. Along with my autistic child, who at the time was going into kindergarten, because I thought it would be easier. Right? I thought I was like, oh, uh, I mean, he's not ready to go to school. I'm not sure. I didn't want him to get lost in the shuffle. I'm mm-hmm. um, nothing against you know a lot of private schools out there or, or even public schools out there. I mean, you know, they they're just usually understaffed to take on the needs of a special needs child. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, had made the decision to homeschool him. So I mean, it was kind of this journey that I took what I knew. Um about schooling, which wasn't a lot. <laughs> which was my own experience in school. And I tried to, you know, impose that on our homeschool life. So it was like I was trying to have them do like a full school day, right? Like all seven mm. hours, right? Right. Because I thought that's what I had to do. And no. you know, it didn't go well for a million reasons. You can use your imagination a lot, especially since my oldest at the time was in eighth grade, and I pulled her out away from all her friends to stick her in home school to sit and stare at her desk all day. It, it was just a bad experience. But I think it's, uh, if I'd had a resource like this, I think that would have been amazing because I used Pinterest and I love Pinterest. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I always jokingly say that Pinterest can screw you up because I thought I could do like all these things and it wasn't working. And so having something that would, you know, connect you with someone that has either been there and done that or has mm-hmm. a specific skill. I think that's huge. Um, we went back to homeschooling, at the beginning of COVID too, because, because even though my son was doing very well in the private school, you know, the, the masking situation, the in and out, you know, you're quarantined, you're out, you're in, you're out. There was just no consistency. And we were, we were really afraid that he would regress. So we decided to go back to homeschooling again. And I um, had a little bit of a PTSD from it the first time. So I was not super excited about doing it, <laughs> but it's, I've, you know, I read a lot and I figured out, um, I'm definitely not an expert on it at this point, but I have figured out that, you know, and it makes sense. I had somebody tell me like why it was a teacher. Actually, she used to be a teacher. She homeschools her kids now. And she was like, why would you have them do a full day? She was like, think about in school, how much actual work were you doing in school? You were not, you know, doing schoolwork that entire seven hours. No,
0: No, you weren't. And I
1: was
0: like, oh, yeah. A lot of busy time in there. Uh, when you're in, school, you know, just even going from classroom to classroom or activity to activity and just waiting in line and a lot of filler time really. Absolutely. And um I, you know, it's the funny thing we understand that. And fortunately we understood that before we even started. And I just have to explain to my girls, because I had two girls, there's seven and five. I said, look, you can have this is what we got to get done today. And well, I say I. I really should give my credit to my wife and my mother-in-law because that's who does it. But, um, yeah, we you don't want to get in
1: trouble for that, so we'll we, make sure that they know. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Um, but really, it's like, this is what we need to get done today. We could take all day to do this, or we could get it done really quick, and you can have the rest of the day to play and explore and do things and you know, whatever you want to do. And some days they are... Uh, really motivated and they get through it really quick other days they're like we don't want to start school right away they want to play up front which is fine because they can yeah. get up and but then there are other times they're dragging us out of bed so they can do school <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> so it's uh just interesting to you know but it's you're learning on kind of on their terms and so because of that they're very motivated and they're very receptive to receive the information and uh so i think it's for us it works very well now let me be very clear though just because that works for us doesn't mean that's that's how you have to do it like every family is very different and you don't have there's no right or wrong way to do it Education's education as long as they're learning and they're feeling fulfilled and um, they're they're highly engaged then that, that's when you know you're doing it right because they're engaged, they're excited, they're love sharing what they're learning, and um, and so don't feel like you have to put yourself into a box. You got to do what works for your family. I mean, I know of families that they homeschool the term homeschool, but they're never home. You know, they're traveling, they're doing all these great things, and their kids are getting like immersion education, which is fantastic. so um yeah, just do life as you want to for that works best for you and your family, your dynamic.
1: I love that. I wish I had met you. Um what year was that? 2014. <laughs> <laughs> In 2014. Um I could have used that type of advice. And I think that is it's amazing that you've decided to kind of take this on because even though there's there are there's a lot of resources out there, there they're all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can remember just literally Googling and, Googling and Googling and Googling and Googling. And it's like, you get to the point where you're like, I don't even know <laughs> where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that you're kind of putting this all into one hub. Um, I do want to ask you, where did you come up with home, um, our home education network? I'm curious on names. I'm nosy.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's actually kind of the brainchild again, my partner, Chauncey, she, uh, OWL as actually an acronym for okay. one whole learning.
1: Love um,
0: it. So one individual, one learning style, you know, public school. Um, I know you didn't want to talk about public school, but like public school. Oh, they fine. I'm fine talking about it. Yeah. They, they basically put everybody into this box and everybody has to learn the same way. Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, I had learning disabilities growing up and that really doesn't work for me. So, um, and everybody doesn't learn the same way. So it's one individual, one learning style and figuring what that out, what works best for that person. And then you take whole learning. It's not just about a set bit of credentials. Yeah, you cover those boxes, but there's so much more that individuals can learn. And, you know, it's there's so much out there in the world and to explore and to learn from. So it's the whole concept, the you know, everything for you to be an incredibly productive citizen in the world for what? will create a great level of development.
1: Absolutely. And then of
0: course then learning is you're learning all the time. If you're not learning, you know, you're, 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 you're dying really. Yeah. I, no, and, uh, so no matter what age you are and, and it's learning at one's individual speed and, uh, cause sometimes there's phases of your life. You pick things up really quick. And if hey, you got it. Let's move on to the next thing, okay? Or you need more time with this. Let's work on this some more. No big deal. And uh, so that's that's OWL, the acronym. I and then, of course, and of course, then the Home Education Network, you know, it's just, it's a network out there that there's so many people that feel disconnected or lost or getting started, and you don't know, they have information overload. And it's like, okay, what works best for me and, or us? Well, uh,
1: I'd say, and I'm just going to say this, like I said, I have a a lot of children. What works for one child does not necessarily work for another child. I've had, and even, even my children that are not on the spectrum, mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: I have, you know, specific children of mine that love anything digitally, they're, they're on it, right? I have, you know, one child that he's always wanting to build video games or just do whatever, anything digitally loves it. Mm -hmm. I have another child that she does, she would rather have a book. Give me a book. I don't want to do the digital stuff. And so that can also add a challenge to the homeschool, you know, existence when you have kind of so many personalities in there, but I think it is manageable, mm-hmm. um, especially with a resource, you know, like it sounds like you are getting ready to launch. I think this would be huge for people that are kind of, you know, looking to kind of diversify and look for different people to fill in um, and help in different areas.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, it's a, this is such a needed, much needed niche. I haven't met an individual yet, who we have spoken to about the platform and what we're going to offer that has said, that hasn't said that this is amazing. And it's so timely. And for yeah, us, okay. yeah, it's just too bad that we didn't start it earlier because it, it's needed right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think, you know, July, you said July 23rd is when it launched. And I, I'm excited to check it out. I think that um, I'm interested to see, you know, kind of what you all have to offer because, as with parents that homeschool or caregivers that homeschool, you know, you're always looking for, you know, even if you've got it together, right? Even if mm-hmm. you've been homeschooling a long time and you've been doing these things, you're always looking for something else, right? To add in to, um, to, to be able to provide value, to be able to you know, help you out with whatever maybe you're not great at. I know I have my 13 um, year old is doing math that he surpassed me a long time ago. And um, mm-hmm. I, I was decent in math in school, but it was one of those things that I didn't love it. So I did it, check my box off, and then I thought I'd never have to do it again. And then here I am and I'm looking at it and like my eyes are going crossed. And I ended up having to find a tutor to do that because I was like, if, <laughs> if you're if I'm teaching this to you, you're in trouble. So, I mean, I think this would be, you know, an amazing thing, whether you're looking for a tutor or looking for, you know, anything, I think that this is, this is a a great idea. I love that you said um, immersion education too. I love that term. It keeps popping in my head. I wrote it down here Um, that, and, and I think that so many people and I get, when they're thinking about educating their children, they, they do think about well taking online classes or, you know, getting a book and doing, you know, textbook work, which, you know, is part of it, you want to be able to, um, you know, do some of those things. But I had someone point out to me that, you know, teaching them how to read a recipe and, you know, bake, you know, a cake or teaching them how to, you know, in the measuring, right. And, and teaching them how to work out in our garden and teaching them how to do all these things, right. All of that is education. And so I've even kind of collected a lot of my curriculum, from stuff that we do. So, you know, if we're out and like we, we garden and we, you know, do sustainable farming, vermicomposting and all that stuff, that's a lot of science, right? Mm -hmm. So I've broken down and been able to take things from my own life. And even though, you know, um, a lot of people say immersion education, I don't know the actual technical definition you may know. Um, They say that when they're like abroad and they're traveling, that's not our life but you know we immerse them into our life right um Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i took that do you know the actual definition of it how do you define it
0: uh basically having them engaged in real life practicum of learning you know instead of reading about a particular subject uh, you know instead of calculating just shapes of you know the area of a shape Hey, take them to a construction site and it's like, okay, we're gonna calculate the square footage of this floor yeah. and let's figure out how to do that and just put real depth and meaning to something instead of just reading out of a book and give it rule. Because you know, we all said it when we were growing up. It's like, how am I ever gonna use this in my life? You know, the stuff that we we're learning or whatever. Rather, let's show them how they're gonna use the information they're learning about and give it really solid meaning. So that way they get more out of it. They have that emotional connection to it and they're more likely to retain it because of it.
1: Absolutely. I I mean, I think it's important because if you think about it, a lot of the things that I took in school was something I was never going to use. Now, some people may have used it like Mm -hmm. trigonometry. I have never used trigonometry a day in my life. I'm not since I had to do it in school. Right. There's some people that use it within their career. And I think that's the beauty of homeschooling is you can literally craft the education to fit their likes, their dislikes, their skills. You mentioned earlier about, you know, public schools are, are very boxed education. And I agree with you there. You know, I always like to take it for my teacher friends. Like they got into teaching because they love teaching mm-hmm. um, and love the children, but unfortunately their hands are tied right there. They have, um, you know, the state that keeps them within a box. So they have to put the students within a box and it's unfortunate, but it is the way that it is. And I think that's why a lot of parents have started turning to a homeschool situation especially if their kids are those children that think outside of the box all of my children are outside of the box thinkers um, some of them did better in the school setting than others um and but all of them are out of the box thinkers and if if you think about it you know it's it's unfortunate that there are a lot of kids that are out of the box thinkers that really you know don't know their full potential because they're kept in that box all the time
0: mm-hmm. yeah and it's amazing Like my my two girls just amaze me every day. Like they'll come up with like crazy art ideas and like went outside one time just yesterday, just in fact, and you're doing some chalk drawings on the driveway and, and they had some white colored there and then they had grass. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And they're like, Oh, it's are clouds. And it's raining grass. And it was like, okay, that's completely wild and not real in our world, but you know, in their world, There's no limitations. And, and we, we really hinder our society's growth because we put such great limitations, not only on society, but on ourselves and just allowing our children to just blossom in any possible way, who knows what they're going to come up with.
1: So what would you say to somebody? I know I have a lot of of listeners that are um, entrepreneurs, most of them are female entrepreneurs, but mm-hmm. we do get some of the fellows, and they're like, "Hey, I'm here too." But what would you say to some of these these entrepreneurs or these moms out there that have considered homeschooling, but they're like, "I can't homeschool. I own businesses. I, you know, my life's too chaotic." You know, what was what is something that you would say to them? Some advice that maybe you could give them?
0: It really doesn't take that much time um as much as you one would think and if you're entrepreneurial that's fantastic because you're the right person for educating your parent your kids because you have the skill set already if you can if you can grow and build a business and you can swim with the sharks and and alligators and not get eaten alive then you can definitely do education now let's say you're because of your entrepreneurship, you're not home a lot. That's a different story. That's when you basically go onto the platform and you find someone to come in and teach all your kids and so forth and do that. But uh, it it doesn't take the time that one would think, especially once you get the kids to a certain age, um, they're pretty much on autopilot. You just point them in the right direction and they're already doing and learning what they need to learn. And you're just, quizzing them and just making sure they're following the tasks and so forth. But definitely yeah. it's very doable.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Cause I mean, I have a lot of people that, you know, talk to me and they know that I have businesses and employees and all those things. And then they find out I have seven kids and then they find out that I homeschool, which I do have, I have three kids that are already graduated. So um out of those children. So I'm, I'm on the home stretch, right? <laughs> um, but they, you know, the first thing they say is, Oh my gosh, how do you, have businesses and do all that. And, you know, I'm honest with them at first, it wasn't working out well, but I had to actually look at my my own time management and also figuring out what was what was important. And I, I like, I have your, um, your questionnaire pulled up. I, I give all my guests a questionnaire, um, just to ask a mm-hmm. few questions that I have yours pulled up. And I like something that you put here. And so I'm gonna read that if you don't mind. Um, Absolutely. You said, no matter how chaotic life might get, focus on what is going to have the greatest amount of impact and get it done and then move to the next thing. Don't sweat the small stuff like carrying what other people think because in reality they don't. And I love that because it's simple, right? And you know, as much as we try to overcomplicate things and I feel like entrepreneurs, that we are the best at overcomplicating things mm-hmm. because we're usually visionaries. And so we envision all the good things and all the terrible things and all, and all the things, right? And I think that that's great, simple information um to be able to think about because you know it's there's always going to be chaos and I always say that's why my podcast is named successfully chaotic because Mm. chaos is inevitable and everybody's like Mm -hmm. now your flavor of chaos may be different right but everybody has it so it's like okay well how do I look at my life how do I figure out you know what my my what my focus needs to be and I always tell people especially in the business world I always tell people you know, where's your needle movers, look at your needle movers, but you could take that same advice and put it into your personal life. I really love the way that you said that. And I think that's tangible, you know, advice for somebody to kind of put into effect today. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it's just, um, focusing on those big core things, because if you focus on those, that's what's really, like you said, that's going to move the needle. Mm -hmm. It's all the little things that people get stressed out about. And it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to get those things done, but is it really gonna have a greater impact on the world? You know, it's like, yeah, you may not have made your bed that day, but does the rest of the world know or care? Who cares? You know, so, so just focus on what really matters.
1: Absolutely. And I also was reading on here that um, you were deployed to Iraq, so first of all, thank you for your service. My husband's also mm-hmm. a veteran, so, and my daughter is too, actually. She just got out of the Navy um, this past November.
0: That oh, was, wow, great. Well, so thank you for I, the-
1: yeah absolutely. Um, I, I was reading about your your chaos um, and you know reading that kind of stuff, I think sometimes it puts it in perspective because you know we think we have chaos if it's like a bad day, we might have a flat tire or we might you know just just want chaos. like and I always use the example and it' a real it was a real story from my kids like I'm on my way to this like big meeting and I have a kid like projectile vomits from the back seat and I was like, amazing. So I felt like my whole day had been ruined. My whole life had been ruined because I'm dramatic. Um, In reality, it didn't even make a difference. I did it on a phone call, no big deal, but I put myself through like craziness because Mm -hmm. I was so caught up in that moment and how my entire existence was destroyed. Um, Reading about some of your chaos, and I'll let you share that in a second. I think we need to kind of take a step back sometimes if we're feeling the pressure, feeling the overwhelm, whether it's our business and our life and our homeschooling journey and realize that, you know, It's
0: not that big of a deal most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's i I've had a hard time a couple of times dealing with people's, what they thought was, you know, absolute crisis mode. And so sometimes I can be a little insensitive because of that. It's like, well, I'm sorry. I don't think you quite understand what real crisis mode is. If you are this upset over the spilt milk. Yeah. uh, If you will. And, so I
1: think, I think that's a veteran thing. My husband's the same way. I'm the dramatic one that's like, ah, and he's like, uh, you need to chill. This is not that big of a deal. And I think that's why we balance each other out.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep.
1: Cause he can accidentally be a little insensitive sometimes too, but it's because from his perspective, it is, it's not even not a big deal. It's just like no deal. Right. It's no deal. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> um, so I
1: think it, it's funny and it just kind of goes back into kind of what we've been talking about, about, you know, everybody's, you know, personalities are different. Everybody's experience is different. The way we learn, the way we exist, the way we react to things, it's all different. And I think that's why I now actually like the homeschooling journey. Um, and I am surprised that I say that now because I did not the first time and I wasn't excited about it. Like I said, the second time at the beginning, I like it now because I appreciate the, you know, ability of a homeschooling journey to be able to allow that student, that child to become whatever they're supposed to be.
0: Right. Right. Cause you, you just never know. And I mean, they might be dead set on one thing at one season, uh, but introduced to something else that, Oh my goodness, this is their new passion and fire run with it, Absolutely. run with it. Cause they're learning. And that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. They're learning, they're loving it. And you know, we get so beat up in schools and just doing the mundane that we lose the joy and the the passion for learning and that exploration. And homeschooling doesn't do that, in my opinion. And uh, it just allows people to thrive. It's like, okay, right, let's let's follow this. See what you can learn from all this.
1: I love that. I I, I like want that. On like on a t-shirt. I think that's a perfect analogy because, mm-hmm. you know, it. I love that you said thrive, because I think thrive is a good word for that, because we all want to feel like we're accepted. Mm-hmm. We all want to feel like we're listening, we're listening to, we're heard, right? That we're allowed to pursue the things that interest us. and. Mm-hmm you know, I know when I grew up, and it wasn't anything against, you know, my teachers or my parents, but, you know, I was checking the boxes, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, here's the list of the things you're supposed to do in your life, you know, go to school, check, graduate, check, go to college, check, get married, check, have you know what I mean? I was checking the boxes. And it wasn't until much later that I realized that even though I kind of liked some of the boxes that I checked, you know, some of them I was like, I just did it because I thought I was supposed to. And I think that, you know, being able to realize at a younger age, um, like my kids, my, my five-year-old, my youngest is five, my five-year-old already has more opinions than she really needs at this point in time. But that's the <laughs> but she, you know, it's, she's allowed to be who she is, you know, and it's funny, some of the, some of the discussions that we have, she sounds so grown up and how she, you know, can try to explain why she shouldn't have to do something. And and she can, she uses psychology against me already. And it's actually terrifying, but you know, she's allowed to be who she is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between my, my oldest daughter, that's 23 and my youngest daughter that's five. So I've got the big age gap, um, with her, I was putting her on the same check that box path. And she did a great, she did great. She's doing great. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, I sometimes wonder now that I've kind of experienced it different. If she would have chosen those same things that she ended up doing if she wasn't checking boxes.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, uh, and we all do it and you can't, you know, hold yourself, you know, hindsight's always twenty oh, yeah. twenty. absolutely. and, uh, you know, it's all part of, you know, Hey, we're learning. Right. So, absolutely. um, and you know, it's funny here I am 46 years old and. It's just this last year to love the joy and the passion of failure,
1: mm, yeah,
0: you know failure is such a wonderful thing, and we're we're taught all through school failure's bad. Failure's bad. It's bad if you let that be your end point, but it's great if you learn from it and you grow from that point. And there's so much more you can learn from failure than someone to actually learn something easily just so easily and it just comes to them it's the people that take that opportunity to grow strength and everything else to get through that obstacle and um so yeah that's my kind of soapbox on failure these days because i've just come to a point where it's like yeah it's just such a fantastic uh concept that people just miss out on
1: absolutely i'm I'm right there with you I, i used to beat myself up over any failure and now i'm like i look back and i'm like oh those were the moments that I actually learned so much more Mm -hmm. and and are 100% why I'm doing the things that I'm doing now. So, you know, I, I I would like to say that if anybody's listening right now and you're in the middle of that failure, you might be listening to this and going, you're crazy. This feels terrible. And it does in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just looking back, you're like, Oh, okay. Now I understand.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just if you're having that bad season right now, It's like, yeah, it it sucks, you know, absorb the moment, but stand back up, brush yourself off, keep moving, and then look back at all the previous failures you had in your life. And oh, those didn't kill you either. So, you know, what did you learn from those? And just like you, you know, you said, Maria, just absolutely.
1: I think that's perfect. I, I had a great conversation. I know we're kind of getting to our end of our time, but I would like you to tell everybody, I know that your our home education network is not launching in, until July 23rd, but where can people find you now?
0: So right now the, uh, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group that people can kind of get involved in get updates uh, and certainly find out what's going on and get little tidbits of what it's kind of going to look like. Uh, then we have our, if you go to uh, alhomeeducationnetwork.com that we have just kind of a holding place right there. You can sign up, get Uh, your information. Um, We'll send you emails as we get closer to the launch date. uh, And just kind of really get the nitty gritty. Uh, One thing I want to be very clear for people too, that we didn't really talk about was you every educational provider will have a background check done. And they actually can't create a listing, they can create a listing, but it won't go live until after that background check has gone through and been cleared and it's something they'll have to renew every year um, as time goes on Um, so make sure uh, people know that that's because safety first and foremost is our number one goal
1: absolutely Uh, absolutely i always tell people that mistakes are mistakes again we talked about failures and mistakes but you know when you're dealing with something like this you want to make sure that there are you know protections in place yes because you know we don't know the full story that's what I tell Mm. people I I love that I I've had to kind of talk to people about that in the past so I completely get that and I think most people understand so I I actually am getting I'm going to fill out I pulled up your group I'm going to fill it out and join your group on Facebook um if you're listening Mm. to this right now I will have the links to the Facebook group, the Facebook page, and the website in the show notes where you can click, you can join, you can find out all the things. I'm excited about this. I'm sitting here thinking, um, I may have some of your best friends because I I, I, I always need help. I'm always like, um, I I feel like I do good, right? Have you ever seen some of those um, gifts where it's like the shows I'm running and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, they're running, running. And then they trip and they start like, Tumbling down the hill. That's what I feel like my journey is on stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is going good. And then I'll like I need all the help, you know, Mm -hmm. because we'll hit a certain point and this is like I need I need people, right? My village, I need my village. So you all can be my village. Congratulations. So absolutely. (laughs) So if you are listening to this, make sure that you share with somebody who maybe is a homeschooler maybe is thinking about homeschooling um, go to our profile click subscribe click share um, if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube click subscribe like all the things you know what to do um, Shane I want to say thank you so much for being my guest today um, this is a, a really great
0: conversation awesome thank you so much again Maria for having me it was, it was a lot of fun driving through days and nights won't stop for traffic lights